Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 7 o'clock. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is October 3rd. I'm Daryl Rakoff with Raven News. It's Election Day for cities across the state. Polls open this morning at 7 a.m. in Sitka at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Four candidates are vying for three open seats on the Sitka Assembly. J.J. Carlson, Austin Cranford, Tim Pike, and Scott Saline. The top two vote earners will win full three-year terms, and the third highest vote earner will serve on the Assembly for one year, finishing out the remainder of former Assembly member Dave Miller's term. Three candidates are vying for three open seats on the school board, two three-year terms and a one-year term. Tom Williams is the lone school board candidate on the ballot. Both Steve Morse and Phil Burdick filed as official write-in candidates in September. Two questions are also on the ballot for voter consideration. Proposition 1 is whether or not city employees should be allowed to serve on the Sitka school board. Proposition 2 is whether Sitka should reestablish a seasonal 1% sales tax hike to pay for school infrastructure repairs and replacement. This year, for the first time, early votes will be counted on election night. Raven News will bring you live election coverage when the polls close at 8 p.m. this evening. A fire destroyed a cabin on Whale Island near Sitka on Saturday afternoon. The Sitka Fire Department received a call just after 4 p.m. Saturday reporting black smoke rising from the island, which is just over one mile southwest of downtown Sitka. Nine firefighters responded to the call in the city's emergency response boat. By the time they arrived on the island, Fire Chief Craig Warren says it was too late to save the structure. Had already collapsed in on itself by the time the fire crews arrived. Uh, it went up hot and fast. The cabin was built in 2010 and is owned by Trista Patterson of Sitka and Doug and Diane McKeague of Beaverton, Oregon. Chief Warren says that a family member staying at the cabin had been trying to light the propane-powered refrigerator that afternoon. She thought she had it lit and left the cabin, went back down to the boat, which a ways away, and uh, while she was at the boat, she heard an explosion. So we're thinking the cat that she may not have got the refrigerator lit, and that it uh, uh, pulled up uh, gas in the cabin and exploded. Firefighters used portable pumps and hoses to extinguish the rest of the fire with seawater. No other properties were damaged in the incident, and no injuries were reported. The city of Sitka has denied a citizen's petition to put cruise limitations out to voters in a special election this winter. Larry Edwards received notice from the city on Friday that a petition he sponsored with more than 40 other Sitkins was denied. A letter from municipal clerk Sarah Peterson said the proposed legislation would be unenforceable under the Alaska state constitution. Edwards sought to limit the number of visitors arriving in Sitka by cruise ship next summer to 240,000 total with weekly and daily limits. It also would have established a Sitka port district. In his recommendation to reject the petition, municipal attorney Brian Hansen wrote, the section describing how the limits would be enforced was, quote, confusing, misleading, and incomplete, close quote. Hansen wrote that establishing a port district through a voter referendum would be, quote, an inadmissible appropriation of a public asset, close quote, since the Assembly has authority over allocating public assets, including land. Hansen also said that the ordinance would usurp the Assembly and Planning Commission's authority over city zoning code. 
In the letter, Henson cautions that the ordinance would be unconstitutional at a federal level. In Bar Harbor, Maine, citizens recently established daily cruise passenger limit through a voter referendum, prompting a lawsuit against the city. A ruling in that case will likely come later this year. In an email to KCAW, Edwards responded to the city's denial, writing, quote, Sitkins need relief in 2024 from the excessive cruise tourism of 2022 and 23. Not pursuing deep cuts for next year is not an option. A next step for that is being developed. For the past two summers, the number of cruise passengers visiting Sitka has far exceeded previous records. This summer, the city hosted an estimated 560,000 visitors. And for disclosure, the rejection letter from the city is co-addressed to Larry Edwards and John Stein, who's a member of the KCAW Board of Directors. However, Stein's name is on the letter only as an alternate addressee to receive mail in the event Edwards were unavailable to receive it. Stein did not participate in drafting the ordinance language or in circulating the petition. The Petersburg area saw a record-breaking amount of rain in late September. Now mariners and pilots passing through a remote area are seeing the consequences. KFSK's Shelby Herbert has more on a landslide in Lacante Bay that spilled lumber into an area with high boat traffic. If a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around to hear it, does it make a sound? Maybe that question is best left to the philosophers. But if hundreds of trees tumble off a mountainside, straight into the ocean, who would find out about it first? In remote southeast Alaska, mariners and pilots, they were the first to notice the aftermath of a huge landslide on the mainland near Leconte Bay in the last week of September. Personnel at the nearest ranger district in Petersburg were unaware that it happened at all. The Tongass National Forest spans 16.7 million acres, the largest national forest in the United States. It's a lot to keep track of. Doug Reamer is the owner of Nordic Air, a Petersburg-based charter flight business. He was piloting a tour around Leconte Bay when he noticed the telltale signs of a slide. Mostly just timber everywhere, and this slide was pretty dramatic because it didn't just land in one spot. It, it just brought a whole bunch of trees down and it just ripped all the branches off of them and then pulled the bark off of them and everything like that and it just littered trees all over. And that debris can be a dangerous problem. Floating wood can damage or even sink small vessels and marine infrastructure. Glorianne Wolin is Petersburg's harbor master. She says she and her team have been getting reports about the slide from northbound vessels all week. And now they're trying to fish out as much flotsam as they can before it can clog up the Wrangell Narrows in front of town. It was mostly big, big root wads. And we knew something had let loose because there was rocks and sand and dirt and stuff that was still attached. But uh, we end up seeing it and uh, reacting as it occurs. Landslides are alarming when they happen, even in the most remote areas. Climate change and the resulting wetter weather are making them more common in southeast Alaska. Brian Besnick is a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Juneau. He says south-central southeast has seen record-breaking rains in the last few weeks. And it's probably no coincidence that the slide happened when it did. There was an atmospheric river that was pushing through the south-central panhandle during that time frame. And it has turned out that it was a very rainy end of the week across the area. 
Petersburg reported 4.47 inches on the 21st, which, uh, looking at the records, would be the rainiest day uh, on record for that day. So over those two days, we'd received 7.02 inches. Now, to put that number in perspective, the normal monthly precipitation in the Petersburg area is 14.35 inches of rain. It got half of that in a single weekend. Besnick says those heavy rains will probably bear down for weeks to come. But there's no telling how long it'll take for all the debris to get flushed away. In Petersburg, I'm Shelby Herbert. And that's Raven News for this hour. It is two minutes before 7 o'clock. You're listening to KCAW Sitka. Thanks for joining me this morning. It's about 52 degrees outside here on the waterfront in Sitka at the moment. Winds out of the south at about 9 miles per hour, 4 miles visibility. And what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, it's raining. But you probably knew that already. It is, of course, Election Day here in Sitka, so if you can, vote, I guess, is the good thing to tell folks or to do. Anyway, and other things happening today, uh, Tuesday, October 3rd, the Food Security Survey, uh, the Sitka Food Security Survey, is now open and accessible on the community, well, until Saturday, October 21st. The community-wide food assessment seeks to better understand the economic challenges facing Sitkins and the role wild local foods play in the health and well-being of Sitkins. You can go onto the community calendar for Raven Radio and find the link that will take you to that survey. Sitka Sprouts. Hmm, sounds like something in the garden. Sitka Sound Science Center hosts Sitka Sprouts for preschoolers and their caregivers, 10.30 a.m. on Tuesdays. Uh, The drop-in program is free. Contact Kari at 907-623-2015 for more information. The Mike Block Trio featuring Joe Walsh on mandolin and vocals and Noah Fishman on bass and vocals performed tonight at 7 p.m. Um, October 3rd, that's today, in the Odessa Theater. Tickets are available at sitkamusicfestival.org. And if you have a question, 907-747-6774. Twenty minutes after the hour, I will have return. I will return with school breakfast menu and things like that. So stay tuned for that. This is morning edition. You're listening.